You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome, everyone. I am Johnny Christ, and this is the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. I am super excited to first announce a couple of things. Number one, thank every single one of you who is subscribed to the Drinks with Johnny YouTube channel as we just hit our first milestone of over 20,000 subscribers. Uh, Last week, we hit this uh, about Tuesday or Wednesday, and it's actually just taken off since then. We're well over 22,000 now which is pretty quick and uh, exciting. Uh, So, I mean, it's just a fun little milestone uh, that really is kudos to you listeners and viewers as the fans. And uh, I just want to take the moment to thank you guys so much for those of you who are subscribed to the channel. If you're not, go ahead and subscribe right now and subscribe to this podcast right now as well. We're definitely short of 20,000 on the audio side, so let's see if we can match that and get uh, those up right now. It's just milestones that are great for... Uh, the crew here to feel better about ourselves and uh, get us more guests and stuff. So if you're enjoying what you're listening to, make sure you subscribe. And again, thank every single one of you who have already subscribed here and on the YouTube channel. Really appreciate you guys, which also means season four, as promised, is going to start off with my wife, Lacey. Um, I promised that as soon as we got to the 20,000 subscribers mark on our YouTube channel, uh, I would do something special, bring her on show that she's actually the one behind most of these drinks that I'm making and uh, give a little insight into our lives. So that's going to be season four coming up real soon. But this week, I'm joined by the members of the Wheel Blocks. That's right, the super group that we put together two years ago uh, under quarantine and did a cover of Iron Maiden's Aces High with uh, fronted by Chris Jericho, Phil DeMell, Nita Strauss, Josh V, and myself. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing this a couple years ago. I thought, it was, I thought it'd be great to bring this back, celebrate a few of these guys and what they've done over the last two years. I mean, Nita Strauss, uh, first female solo artist to top the rock radio charts. Unbelievable with her song Dead Inside uh, featuring David Draymond of Disturbed. She's absolutely killing it. Uh, as we speak right now, she's on the Ship Rocked cruise, getting all geared up for that. And uh, 
It's going to be really, really fun for her. I actually just talked to her the other night. Her and Josh got on the phone. I'm going to release that conversation to you guys on Thursday later this week. I also hit up Phil, talked to him, and got some insight onto what is going on in his life right now, which is actually really big news. So uh, if you guys uh, want to hear it first, <laughs> or the first time he said it to anyone out loud, uh, I'm going to release that conversation on Thursday. Um, and then, of course, Chris Jericho, who is always everywhere and always killing it, um, is, uh, you know, killing it in AEW. Fozzie's out on the road. Um, really excited. The, uh, the pay-per-view uh, for All Elite Wrestling coming in uh, May, actually, is going to be in Vegas. And we, we talked a little bit about that. I, I got a chance to catch up with Chris as well. I caught up with everybody this weekend. And I'm going to release those little conversations on Thursday. So make sure you are subscribed. And turn on your notifications for everything so you don't miss that. Now, let's get into it. So, the wheel blocks. We did a cover of Iron Maiden's Aces High a couple years ago. Had a lot of fun with it. And uh, I just wanted to share a little bit of each of these conversations. You could obviously go back in the archive and listen to the full-blown things. But uh, this is just fun to go back and see what everyone was thinking about two years ago and kind of where it's all at now. So, uh, here's a little excerpt from my conversation with Phil DeMell. There's a lot of other things uh, I've seen that are keeping you busy right now, too. Let's just get into a few of those. You know, it, I, I saw that you're, you're, you, you're no longer with Machine Head as of 2018, I believe. Yep. December. Yeah, and so then you, you, now you've started some other projects, including uh, the, the BPMD uh, cover, cover band project. Um, well, how did that come together, man? I know we got some mutual friends in there, um, but I just wanted to ask how, is it just, you know, in passing, you've met these guys over the years in Machine Head, and then you're like, hey, let's do this together. It'd be a fun project, or how'd that come about? Well, BPMD, which is Bobby Blitz, Mike Portnoy, Mark Mengi, and I'm the D. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Portnoy jammed on a record with you, right? So, yeah. Uh, but I've actually known Mike since about 1988. Uh, my band that I'm in now, Violence, uh, but we're back in the original, you know, the 21-year-old Violence, me, uh, we were label mates when he was in Majesty, which became Dream Theater, you know, oh, yeah, so, yeah. so we met when they were in Majesty, actually, and so we've kept in touch and always, you know, we're born the same month, you know, I'm only like three weeks older than him, we got a lot of similar interests and, uh, well, you don't look, you don't, you don't look older than him, I gotta say, I, I, I see Mike, Pretty often still, and I'm, you know, uh, L'Oreal preference number seventeen. Or something. Yeah, well, you got to We got we got to tell Porno to step up his game. Then, if you're the older yeah. one, with <laughs> it all in beard, you know. So. Yeah, well, he's 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 got the blue beard that he keeps going back to. I, you know, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. It works for him. It works for him. <laughs> but uh, I I jammed some Metal Allegiance gigs with Mark and Mike, and Bobby was part of that too, and. Uh, Mark wanted to throw together. He lis He was listening with his son, listening to Saturday Night Special by Skinner, you know. And his son told him, "Hey, you should cover that." And so uh, Mark knew that it wasn't a uh, Metal Allegiance type of deal, but he wanted to reach out to some buddies and maybe just like, "Hey, let's do a cover record. Let's make it all '70s, and we're all well, let's narrow it down and challenge ourselves anymore and just only American releases from the '70s." Wow. <laughs> so we, we all picked two tunes. And uh, we had two kind of group choices, and it was super fun, man. We just went out to Mike's house and jammed out the drum tracks in a day. I came home and tracked rhythms in a day, and 
Yeah, it's so, great. It's great being able to do a lot of this shit from our houses now, right? You don't have to go all get together in some studio in Hollywood or whatever it is on the East Coast, you know. Keep some money in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings me to another thing too. You've been doing these uh, collab jams. I mean, it goes hand in hand with these covers you've been doing with uh, BPMD, mm-hmm. um, and th- it, you've done some really rad ones. And it's it I I believe it's only been under quarantine that you started doing these, right? I did, you know, uh, me and my wife, uh, you know, my wife, Marta from bleeding through, I do. she, uh, she had, uh, we'd always, we have a cover band when I'm at home. It's all my high school buddies and we play all the sing along journey songs, you know, what's on day love will, f-, you know, we just yeah. all, we pack in a stupid dive bar and everybody's singing ACDC and Bon Jovi. And it's a lot of fun, man. I'll have to get you up for that. Cause I know you I like the rape. So I, I would love to. It'd be so much fun. I love doing that shit. So wait, uh, I get I pull some people up from down south to come up. Uh, Henry and uh, Heidi from the Butcher Babies came up and played the last one, and Dave Root from Tesla. And we had a lot of local heroes to come and join us. But so there's this Allison Chain song called "No Excuses" that I always want to kind of jam out with her. And okay. we had the, we got the home studio here. We got a Pro, Pro Tools rig here, and so I just laid down some tracks, and she sang on it. And uh, it kind of morphed into this thing. I had my buddy uh, Eric Bass from uh, Shinedown. I reached out to him and said, "Hey, we need we need some need a bass player on this man, and maybe yeah. you know help us out in that sense." And it was super cool. So yeah, so I, just, I mean, it just seems like you're kind of in the business of putting together these super groups. I mean, how do I, I mean? Is it has so far has it all been uh, friends? from the past that you've done all this with, or has there been anybody new that you didn't know? And you're just like, Hey, I wonder if he'd come on and do this jam with me. Uh, besides, you know, you were kind of proxy through Jericho for what right. we did. And, uh, I mean, I met you in 2004, probably don't remember, but, Oh no, I do. I was going to bring that up. Don't worry. We're going to, we're going to bring that up. And our, uh, you know, at this time we already know that we've done a cover of aces high iron maiden. Um, and we're recording this. We haven't released it yet, but it will be released by the time everybody hears this podcast. So So it's totally cool. We're going to talk about all that and we're going to talk about the first time we met. But um, aside from me, has there been anybody else that you've reached out to that, um, that you maybe only knew in passing or maybe even less? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all kind of like these different degrees of separation as we go. You know, I I did the one bad reputation with, I, I knew Lizzie Hales. Uh, I knew Richie Faulkner, I knew Mike Inez, Dave McLean, obviously. And uh, so that was that was everybody I knew. Then it kind of grew into uh, the Michael Shanker group song that I did. I reached out to Johnny Tempesta, I knew him. Then he had this like, let's get Graham Bonnet to sing on it, you know, and legendary singer. So I did not know Graham. That went through Tempesta reached out. So things kind of just finger out and, oh, hey, maybe I could ask this guy to you know, to do this one. And, uh, I knew, uh, Jeff Scott Soto, who's yep. from Transparian Orchestra and he sang with Joni and Ingway. And, uh, I did, this one isn't out yet, but I'll, you know, it will be out by the time we talk. So it's, I did Lost of Control by Van Halen. Oh, wow. So, I can't wait to hear that one. So I, I knew Jeff was the perfect, he's awesome, you know, Roth does the Roth stuff. Cool. And I'm all, we need a bass player, man. I'm going to ask your buddy, Billy Sheehan. And, and he did. I had jammed with Billy a couple of times and knew him kind of in passing, but that was a, that was a real awesome get for that. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Billy Sheehan, one of the greats of all time, man. That's that's, that's huge. But mostly, it, it's it's people that I'm kind of friendly with. And uh, I didn't know Dirk from Megadeth all that well for the Black Sabbath song that we did. But Steve DiGiorgio from Testament knew him and reached out and grabbed him. Um, man, I didn't know Matt from Rancid. And I just put up one yesterday, Police Struck by the Dead. I Kennedy. saw that. I wanted to ask about that because uh, for me, I thought that was exceptionally cool. Um Matt Freeman is like one of my biggest influences for bass playing of like all time. Like, like no awesome. shitting it. He's, it's like him and maybe two other guys that when I mention Matt Freeman, I don't even want to mention the other two cause it doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, right. Right. And I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting Matt in passing on warp tours. Avenged used to be on a lot of warp tours in our early right. careers. So, um, he's a great bass player. Great dude. Uh, it's just fun because I've been watching Matt. I don't know if you're familiar with this too. Matt on Instagram has been putting out uh, old, cut, uh, like not covers. He's been playing old Rancid songs and Operation IV songs. So oh, he's been doing that already. And then I'm looking at it and it, he does it in the same room for your guys' collab jam. So it's the same room, the same bass. He's been doing this other stuff and he just got a big smile on his face jamming. Smiling throughout the whole thing. He was so stoked. Yeah. So that was that's a that's a huge one, man. And then like we can get into uh the one the one that you and I did, uh Aces mm -hmm. High. You reached out to me through our mutual friend Chris Jericho, um, right, who sings right. on this one, as everybody knows. And man, yes. I just had a blast with it. Why why did you pick uh Aces High and why did you pick out the guys that you did to put this thing together? So I knew uh I know Josh Balalta and uh, Nita Strauss. They're mm -hmm. There are a couple, but I meet Josh, big football guy, so we talk sports. And um, so Nita had posted something on, you know, hey, this is super cool, or something. And one of them that I put up, I said, "You're next." You know, <laughs> name a song. She's all maiden. You know, I said, "All right." So I reached out to them, uh, and I asked Josh. He's an amazing drummer, man. He's so sick. So I said, "Dude, you have to play drums on it." You know, and we're thinking about singers and i'm all mad it's it's up there that last note is super high you know and so <laughs> I, we gotta get jericho jericho would be perfect yeah and then so then chris i we're thinking about bass players and stuff and hadn't really had anybody in mind yet and because harris man you know you've you've gotta you've gotta yeah. own it and he, he suggested you so i was i gotta be honest i was like hmm, hmm i this love this Chops. Does he got the chops? And you were like, dude, you know, he's you. You studied his bass lines, and you, you killed it, man. You did so good. I was oh, thanks, really, man. yeah, I appreciate. It. I was I was excited. It was Aces High. I, I I learned that song in high school, and I was like, oh, perfect. I already know that one. I mean, I had to I had to knock out a couple of cobwebs to go back to it, but you know, it, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, it, Steve Harris is obviously another huge influence of mine. Getting to play his songs is. Um, we did another cover years ago um for like a i think it was like a a kerrang magazine cover of iron maiden oh, yeah. songs we, we had on flash of the blade back on yeah you guys were on it too um, yeah that was a great and i i loved everybody's covers on that i like we were in europe at the time touring with iron maiden when that came out so we were like oh. listening to it yeah it was really cool so oh, you know let me see if i can show you is it that one right there i think so what well, what What's the name of it? I can't, I can't read the name of it. Maiden, Maiden, uh, Maiden Heaven, Kerrang, Tribute to Iron Maiden. I think that was it. Yeah, I think that was the same one we were on. 
Don't hold cool. me to it. It was a, it was a few years ago, but <laughs> as you can see, I've probably drank in a few of those memories. Yeah, you the cobwebs out. I'm sure you have to do that. You know, yeah, quite every often. once in a while, every <laughs> once in a while. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Now, but doing a doing a cover with you and uh, and Chris and Nita and Josh, I, I, I had an absolute blast. It was great putting together our videos. Uh, those were yeah. those were super fun for me. Here's <laughs> I. You need to put yourself just by its own, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny watching it. Yeah, I think I am actually. I got my uh, director here as a, as I and cameraman that helped me put it together, um, and we have an idea. We're gonna put it out just by itself on my Drinks with Johnny YouTube channel. Yeah, and have uh, and have like pop up video kind of facts about how we put it together. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty funny because uh, yeah, there's there's a little, couple little tricks in there. Um, but you got his, he said something at the end was just like, oh man, you didn't, you know, we might have to do it again. Or you didn't nail that. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause we, we, we had it in our head. We walked through it a couple of times. Um, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, go check out our cover of Aces High with Phil, Chris, Nita, Josh, and myself. It's it's a great video. Everyone did a great job. Um, I was really happy to be a part of this one. Uh, but for my video of it i just had my cameraman follow me around my house and we kind of mapped it out a little bit and then we just like went for it. we're like we got to get it all in one take though we're not we're not going to be editing <laughs> this thing it's got to be one fucking take so i had to play the 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 cover without chris's vocals on it yet i didn't have the chris's oh, vocals right. at the time it was just actually i didn't have you on it either i think it was just me nita and josh at the time right i cracked late yeah, and then uh, I, I threw on the click track, threw it on the speakers throughout the house and just walked through and just like, <laughs> and I had an absolute blast. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me be a part of that. I really, I really had fun with it. You did it. like six shots or, and a beer or something, and you, know, you couldn't have filmed it again. You would have, been, you would have died. Like. <laughs> well, I, so that, I, I'm getting to be a professional. I probably could have done it again, but the timing of the, of the cannonball at the end probably wouldn't have been as good. <laughs> And the throwing of the base. Yeah. <laughs> you might have thrown the base of the pole and jumped on the mat. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I thought about taking the base with me at one point, but I was like, eh, be I thought you were throw. Throw. <laughs> But I thought custom inlays in the beginning, so I said, no, you won't jump in with that one. I actually was going to jump in with that. <laughs> the original idea was to jump in with it. Phil was right, but I decided against it, and I decided just to throw the fucking base. Which you could watch the video uh, over at Chris Jericho's YouTube channel is the official video, and then my little pop-up is on the Drinks with Johnny YouTube channel. Uh, Phil, such a good dude. I mean, it's so funny. We A lot of people, or not even a lot of people, but a few people commented earlier uh, when we released this episode a couple years ago Asking, oh, did uh, did they talk about when Machine Head uh, called out Avenged on their uh, on their Hail to the King record for ripping off Metallica or some shit like that? And uh, it was funny because I mean it, that kind of stuff just kind of rolls off my back. To be honest, I mean people are entitled to their opinion and everything like that, and we didn't think much of it. As we know the guys in Machine Heads; everyone's entitled to their opinion. And uh, we kind of laughed it off in this episode. So you can go back and li- listen to that because Phil's a good dude. There's there's no animosity whatsoever between Avenged and uh, Machine Head guys. And I know that 
that's like ancient news now. That's funny I'm even bringing it up. I probably shouldn't even be bringing it up. That was back when we, when did we release Sales of the King? Like 2013, some shit like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyways, awesome, awesome dude, Phil. Uh, can't wait to uh, do another song with these guys. I mean, including Phil. Uh, you'll You'll find out a little bit more about why that hasn't happened again if you want it to. <laughs> but we're gonna do it anyway we've been all talking about it and texting since uh, uh last six months about another song that we might do just for fun so uh be on the lookout for that uh this next little clip out comes from my chat with nita strauss amazing guitarist um we get into some of that and uh she's obviously out with alice cooper right now doing her own solo shows as well um just a very busy woman who's just killing it and uh a little little insight thing i did I, I also had Lizzie Hale, um, or was it uh, uh, Ash? Uh, one of them was, I think it was Ash, actually, was on the show. And uh, she mentioned that, like, the all the women in rock uh, were, she was getting, like, some, some shit talking to, oh, it was Heidi. It was Heidi. That's right, Heidi Butcher. <laughs> wow, I just went around. I got them all mixed up. Too many great guests, I guess. But uh, Heidi was on, and she was like, yeah, I, uh, Nita was awesome. Um, when some other woman was talking shit in the rock industry and she's like, you know, queens don't uh, help each other straighten their crowns or some shit like that. I thought that was really good. Now it came straight from Nita. So uh, badass woman, killing it. Again, dead inside. If you haven't heard it yet, go check it out. Here's a little clip from my chat with Nita. Let's get into a couple of your other accolades real quick. I, I saw somewhere, uh, you could correct me if I'm wrong on any of these. Uh, I, I'm... I'm <laughs> I, I don't know oh, everything despite what a lot of people think i don't know everything um but <laughs> i read somewhere you're the 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 first guitar uh female guitarist to be endorsed by ibanez is that true uh the first female signature artist okay so i think there were i believe jennifer batten played ibanez in the 90s and i think there have been a couple other female artists but i was the first female to have a signature series oh awesome and do you still play that signature series Oh yeah, this is the right there. I'm like, this is my little studio corner. I'm uh, we're visiting my boyfriend's family in Louisiana right now, so this is like my little temporary desk. <laughs> uh, but this is the newest version of my signature guitar. This is the awesome. Jiva X. The original one is um, blonde with a black verse, and then this new one is just all transparent black. I love it. It looks great. Very pretty, cool. right? Yeah. Um, the so other thing that I saw was I think it was guitar player named you number one female guitarist you should know and this was years ago though i mean that that was like guitar world yeah it was a guitar world i wasn't sure if it was guitar world or guitar player i get those guitar mixed world. up <laughs> I've, I've gotten on a lot of those lists which is which is crazy and the even cooler thing is like you know back i guess it, that was the maiden stage when guitar world did that so that would have been 2011 2012 um but lately i've been on a lot more lists that don't say female guitar player they just say guitar player which is really nice <laughs> i was you know i was gonna ask you about that because the next one that i that i saw that was more recent that i saw you posted on your instagram not too long ago was like one of the top 10 uh guitarists of the decade right Yes, yes. So that's that super cool. Congratulations on that. Um, I just wanted to ask you, I mean, you kind of already answered it. Maybe you want to elaborate a little bit. I mean, I mean, it is, it's got to feel much better to not have the female, t female guitarist tag on it. And I mean, and at what point do you think we just drop saying that? Because I mean, it's not like it's a full contact sport or something here. You're playing guitar, <laughs> right? So it's like, <laughs> it could just be guitarist, right? I I'm into that. I don't, I don't think you need yeah. to drop the female on it. You know, to be honest with you, like, it has never bothered me one way or the other. Like, you know, when I would get on, 
know, back in the day, if someone, you know, you're in the list of the hottest chicks in metal or best female guitar players in rock or whatever, and people get... Wait, that didn't bother you? Wait, wait, wait. I don't want you to graze over that. When you get hottest chicks in metal and you're on that list, how'd that make you feel? I mean, I felt good. I mean, isn't it not a compliment? I mean, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. But I don't know if, you know, it's 2020. I don't know if you you get uh, objectified and everything like that. It really bums you out. I don't know. You know, if that was the only thing people were talking about, if I wasn't getting recognized at all for my guitar playing and people were just like, ooh, she's a girl, you know, I guess that would bother me. But I've always been... Know, much more known for my guitar playing than anything else, which is a, a nice compliment. So if yeah. someone wants to say that I look good while I'm doing it, I obviously put a lot of work into that too. You know, I, I work <laughs> out and I try to look presentable. So if someone wants to give me a compliment for that as well, and then the same thing with the female guitar players. If you know, I am a female guitar player, and if someone's making a list of great guitar players of any kind, female guitar players, Los Angeles guitar players, blonde hair guitar players, Ibanez guitar players, if I'm on the list, I'm I'm happy to be on the list. But that being said, it is nice to be on the big list of, you know, top guitar players of the decade or um, Total Guitar just put out the top 10 guitar players right now, which I was number one on that too. And awesome. Like, Congratulations. Brian Hayes on that. the cover of that magazine. And there I am on one of the lists. Like, what? A, I don't even know if this is real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so cool. That's so cool. Congratulations and well-deserved. Well-deserved. I, I, I have to say that, that that's part of it to me that... Uh, even at, after uh, listening to you for many years and then doing this cover with you and seeing you like just laid it down like that day on the couch, I was like, yep, she knows what she's doing. Um, even so, though I looked really boring, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't look boring. You looked like you were having a good time. You're all smiles. You know, it's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> I, I should have just worn my goggles and my scarf and then, it, uh, then well, I could have borrowed it from Ryan Rossi. Do, I mean, I mean we, we, we could probably like Photoshop it on there for you if you want. Just get like There's got to be a filter those, for uh, that, right? 8-bit glasses. I think we can make that work. Let, let's get into uh, a couple of your gigs though, um, m- namely your current one with Alice Cooper. Um, I mean... The obvious questions of, in general, what's that like when you came in in 2014? Um, what were your first impressions? I, I met Alice only in passing. I don't even remember what year it is. It was like the Scream Awards when those were on Spike TV back in the day. And we were adjacent in the green rooms and just said hi. Right. Super nice guy. Um, what were your first impressions of Alice? Probably the same as everybody's, same exact as yours. He's so nice. He's so personable. For somebody that has been a huge star as long as he has, like, he could be the biggest jerk, and he's not at all. Very humble. I always tell people, if you see Wayne's World, then you've basically met Coop. Because it's just like... <laughs> it's actually, I think, sometime this week is my six-year anniversary of my first show with the band, which is crazy because it just feels like it's just flown by, but... Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. Like, so, what were um, some of your favorite Alice Cooper songs that you now get to play? Like, I mean, like for me, you know, you could go to all the obvious hits. There's a lot of great ones. A short story. One of my favorite songs for a reason. Our late drummer and I used to stay up late and listen to some nights on in the front of the bus with our bus driver, who we who would be befriended, was Poison, and we'd be, you know, it'd be late late night early morning and we're when we're and we're blasting poison so for me that was that's one of my uh nostalgia i hate to use the word nostalgic but it is now because it was with my uh former drummer and that and that that was like a song that you know speaks to me these days what was what were some that uh you were excited to get a chance to play 
So that for sure is one because that's a song that I used to play with cover bands, like you know, bouncing around LA. You know, bands would cover that song, and so I've you know, I've played it out of this one band that I played in, which was like an '80s kind of a you know, Steel Panther when they were so-called metal school. Like, <laughs> metal school. Yeah. I love that you're bringing that up at the Key Club. Yes, I that's where. Cover there all the time. Yeah, I was. Oh, dude, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Is is this like the first like time that we've properly talk to each other but like because we've passed we've we've been in passing we've several times crossed paths a bunch of times I, I i don't drink anymore but if i i used to a lot so that's probably why i don't remember if we did that's i mean um, I, I still drink but you know i mean I, i've i've had to calm it down over the years so you know in, in my in my 20s i i was a different man let's put it that way <laughs> I think we all were, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I used to play, um, I used to play Poison with you know my my eighties cover band, and so that was sort of my my rock star movie moment to get to stand on stage and we played that song. And I remember my first show, like the sample came in and the lights went down. You know, the way that the Alice Light Show kind of crosses the lights mm. go across the stage like that. The sample comes in and I heard Ryan play the harmonics and then I looked over. And like there was Alice, Alice in the middle of the stage, and I was like, "Shit, <laughs> <laughs> this is really happening." You had an aha this moment is from the movie. Like, you know, I'm just a regular guy that grew up with pictures of these guys on his walls, and now I'm one of them. Like, that was, you know, I was just that kid that grew up with pictures of not Alice Cooper, but Alice Cooper's guitar players. Yeah. On my wall. That's Came a great reference. What was the name of that movie with Mark Wahlberg? I'm driving. Rockstar. Rockstar. I'm sorry you broke up a little bit there. I, th I think you said it, but I wanted to make sure it was clear. Uh, yeah, that, that's a great movie too, by the way. Anyone that's like been in a band and everything like that, you know, it's like ah, oh, that that's that's a pretty. I thought you were gonna call me from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Have we not all had that conversation? Oh yeah, yeah. I've definitely yeah. I've I've I've, I've been with my now wife for a long time, so she, I've. I've missed plenty of calls back to her when I've been on the road. So we won't get then, into uh, that right now on this <laughs> on this uh, show. Uh, but, but the other one, I would, let me just add to that one because I don't want to just go like with the hits. Um, the other ones I get super excited to play are the Kane Roberts songs because I'm a big fan of like the late '80s Alice Cooper, um, Razor Fist and Yell, and um, that's like those are the albums I get really excited to play stuff from you know Tash and Hey Stupid or Catchy, but like then you get into the, the shreddier stuff. And so to get to play, you know, Roses on White Lace, um, Teenage Frankenstein, and um, what did we do last year? The World Needs Guts is another really good shreddy Kane Roberts song. So those are the ones I get excited to play now besides the hits because then I get to really kind of show off a little bit and stretch my own abilities in a way that I normally don't get to in the outset. Yeah, no, that's rad. I've seen a lot of that stuff. I've seen videos. I haven't I haven't actually had the pleasure of seeing you play with Alice. Um, I'll come out if we ever tour again. I know, right? Well, I was going <laughs> to ask about that. Yeah, uh, I saw you were posting a lot of things uh, of the, the more, most recent tour you guys did. You guys had to cancel mid-tour, I imagine, or postpone? Or where um, was that? Did that one end on time and then you l lucked out? We lucked out. Okay. Um, so we just finished up in Australia. Um, at the end of February, and then I had a clinic run after the tour ended. So my clinic run ended the second week of March, and I think we got home, like Josh and I got back to the States, like as it was all hitting. So let me tell you, I, you know, I carried my guitars and hard cases and checked them under the plane. I have never had such a hard time getting like ATA guitar cases into the United States. I mean, I have global entry, I'm a citizen, I'm born in California, but you wow. know. They opened up all the cases and, you know, 
tried to like pry off the velvet to make sure there was nothing underneath there. And so I was like, it's a guitar. Yeah. And you have global entry. I think the whole point of going through that global entry is so you don't have to deal with that shit. I have that too. I got to renew mine now in a minute. Now you're making me second guess about wasting my time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, if we ever tour again, you know, we'll have to wait. If we ever tour again, yeah, maybe, maybe none of us will ever need our global entry again. Uh, Don't say that. Don't say that, Nina. Don't say that. Yeah. Well, some of us got back out at 2021. <laughs> Nita's been out for a while now, back in 2021 again. Uh, she's been traveling with Alice Cooper. And now again, as I said, she's also doing her solo stuff and a bunch of other gigs. She's, uh, oh, I forgot to mention, she's been playing guitar for the Los Angeles Rams here at SoFi Stadium every Sunday, uh, every home game rather. And uh, that's really cool. I got a chance to talk to her a little bit about that the other night on the phone, too. Um, really cool stuff. I mean, it's just really rad to uh, turn on the, the TV Sunday, watch a Rams game, watch some football, and see Nita up there in the suite just shredding away. It's really cool. Uh, really proud uh, to call her a friend and uh, you know have her be a part of this wheel blocks thing. As I said, some of us got out in 2021, so she's good. I'm still, I'm still like, killing myself here i need to get i need to get back out there and do something here soon um anyways uh this next little clip out is going to be from uh, a live uh chat i had with chris jericho actually like right after the pandemic hit in uh 2020 uh so it's uh, again guys as we're going back it might seem a little heavy on the pandemic and everything and we're starting to get away from it but yeah remember all this stuff came from like two years ago and this was kind of the focus of what it is and it's just for me it's just really interesting to go back and see everyone's perspective only two years later and (laughs) what we were predicting and everything and then what's going on now it's actually really interesting to me so i thought uh why not go back and uh share some of this conversation um this one's kind of more about the wrestling because right then and there during this live conversation with chris um uh there was no crowd there was nothing on tnt during aew and uh he also mentions here that he's uh commentating during this time and then uh, foreshadows uh, the amazing cage match that he had with MJF and the uh, the inner circle versus the pinnacle. Uh, and it was, I mean, this was a few months ago now, but that man, that, what a incredible match that was with that, that whole hell cage that he's talking about here in a second. He kind of like, I didn't know at the time what he was setting up for, but he mentioned he wanted to do it when there's crowds available, which they did. And uh, it was really fun. Again, Chris, had headed this uh or fronted this wheel blocks thing he actually came up with the name for the wheel blocks uh it was you know it was really fun he talks right here about his fandom from iron maiden oh man he just had bruce dickinson on his talk is jericho podcast too if, in case you didn't hear that already go check that out it's incredible he i mean he's got so many people on his podcast he's absolutely killing it i'm happy to call the man a friend and here's a little clip out from that time he was on my show live this man needs no introduction, but I'm going to give one anyway. He's Ollie Elite Wrestler, lead singer of Fozzie. Um, women want him. Men want to be him. It's Chris Jericho. Are you, are you with us now, buddy? I'm here. You can hear me now, right? I can hear you now. Thanks for uh, sticking out there. That looked like a pretty good, uh, pretty good cocktail you made there, Johnny. Yeah, man. Are you, are you having drinks tonight? You got a little well, bit I, of the bubbly back there? <laughs> I do have a little, actually, little, always be closing. Available now, free shipping nationwide. A little okay. bit of the public.com. It's actually not bad either, but um, 
to be honest with you, I had a little bit too many drinks with uh, Jericho last night. So I, w- <laughs> I was going to have a vodka, but it's a little bit early. So I'm actually going to do a new thing that I've gotten into lately. Uh, I stopped drinking beer about 10 years ago, but I just started drinking. Stay in shape, you know, you got to keep lean. Yeah, just got sick of it. But I have started to drink the uh, the White Claws. Have you tried these? Oh, are you kidding me? I'm, I love the yeah. White Claw. We've talked about this. So hold yeah. on here. Oh, here we go. One of the best sounds right there. See, that's I'm the perfect put, drink for the day after, too. Exactly. And it's also a great day drink because um, if you want to have a drink with the wife by the pool or something like that, you can't really dive right in with the vodka uh, right away because that's just going to lead to too many problems. and You're probably going to get kicked <laughs> out of the house and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but I'm excited. We were going to do this for a while, and it's not a matter of uh, big timing. It's just that we haven't really been around each other. Do you know how long it is to get the fucking L.A. to Orange County? Yeah. That's that's like a two-hour drive, man. Yeah, I so. know. The last time you were out with uh, Iron Maiden. On that's the, right. With Fozzie. I wasn't able to make it out. I forget. I think it was like, I don't remember. There was something remember. I had to do. Yeah. Uh, Shadows was there, though. Matt, Matt came yeah, and yeah. hung out so we could see him. But yeah. Uh, well, before we go into a few of the things of the times, uh, great job last night, color commentating on AEW Dynamite, man. I was checking, I was listening to that. That was, uh, that was some yeah, good work thanks. with you and Tony Schiavone. It's funny because um, we'd been doing uh, no people matches for a few weeks, and mm-hmm. we did one last week where I had just done a video that I sent in, the hot tub one with the Vanguard, the, the drone <laughs> and all that stuff. The Release the Hounds was, was brilliant. Release the Hounds, that was the a one. Nice touch. Thank you. And then, um, I found out after that show was done that we were then going to be taping six weeks of TV because Georgia shut down and Florida shut down. Basically, there's nowhere left to tape and nor should we be taping at this point in time. So as soon as I found out we were doing like six weeks of TV in one day, I said, "Okay, well, I got to get to Atlanta. So I flew into Atlanta last Thursday and they said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, just put me on commentary that way. Um, I can help with all the angles that we're telling. There's no no one for me to really wrestle with right now because we're getting ready for this blood and guts big double cage match whenever we can uh, do uh, a match in front of people again. So I said, let's do some commentary. I've never done it for a full show before, but I uh, had a lot of fun, man. So um, I'm, I'm glad it, you man. liked it. You crushed it. It was, well, it, was, it was like, it was a throwback, man. It was like the classic heel commentator. Like I was, I was getting some Lawler vibes, some Heenan vibes in that. I was, I was, it's, was pretty good. It's Heenan and Jesse Ventura was a Ventura, big one for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the art of being a heel is obviously, you just tell it like it is, but you don't bury everybody. You gotta make sure everybody uh, looks good and, and gets talked about well. And then you insult them, you know. Uh, that's mostly like, like most of our conversations. Yeah, exactly. You're always setting me up, Chris. It's every time. I, I know something's coming in while we're going live here. You're gonna you're gonna bust my balls here at some, at some, some point. point. At some point. <laughs> but yeah, I've been watching some of Ollie's stuff. It's been really cool. We had a couple of uh, mutual friends actually on the show back uh, when I started the show. One of my first guys was Jake. Snake Roberts is right. making his a rad comeback as a valet in AEW now. Um, yeah, manager. Interactions, yeah. manager. Yeah. Yeah. If you call him a valet, he'll probably give you a, a, a sick DVT. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, my bad. It's funny because Jake has had such a a real bad reputation over the years, but then he cleaned himself up and uh, with the help of Diamond Dallas Page, there's a great documentary that they had about that. 
about Paige basically saving Jake's life and getting him back in shape. So on the Chris Jericho cruise this year, Jake was one of the guys that I had on board. And he was great. He was great to the fans. We did a Talk is Jericho uh, live podcast. It was awesome. And that was before he signed with AEW. So lo and behold, a month or so later, he signs with AEW. So I'd already kind of reestablished a relationship with him. And uh, I tell you what, man, he's one of the best interview guys, one of the best promo guys in the business. Yeah, when we, we, we had him in the show, we did a little stick together where... Uh, uh, I heard he was one take Jake, so I, I had him cut some I, promos of all the different guys in the Avenged Sevenfold and how he's going to kick their ass. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was gold. I mean, I got to release some of the other ones. We have the other footage. Um, you got, I, can, I, can, I can see him whipping all your asses, but you got to watch Wackerman, man. These <laughs> fucking drummers are crazy, right? So yeah. that, that would help if I'd want to attend with him. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Our other mutual friend I just had on the on the show earlier this week, Darby Allen. Yeah, um, he's coming up, man. He's 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 yeah. Gonna, yeah he's in that tournament you guys got for the TNT Championship. So. Yeah, he. Um, if you remember, if you've been following AEW, whoever has, in week three, I think uh, I had a, a title match with him because I I saw it and we all saw it. There's something about this guy that's very unique, uh, riveting. He draws you in. He, he does his own thing. He doesn't care what anybody thinks, but he's got this really special charisma where you'll see little kids and, you know, uh, housewives dressed up with the face paint that he has. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's one of our, our biggest stars uh, that, that's really st- uh, been created since we started back in October. Yeah, I think that's one of the cool things uh, after talking to him and you. Um, one of the main difference I think that uh, he was vocal about um, of different wrestling organizations is the ability to create your own character and um, t- and Tony Khan and everyone involved kind of lets you guys just kind of speak well, yeah. from the heart. And we're all helping each other. Like he, at first, he didn't want to um, ride down to the ring on his skateboard. He, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. You might be into this being from Southern California, but the, the big skateboard culture. I guess he felt that it was kind of. I'm speaking out of turn because I don't know what exactly, but I'm, I'm assuming it maybe it was outside of the skater's code that you don't want to, uh, you know, uh, focus on skating and, and, and exploit it. And I was like, dude, you're riding that fucking skateboard down because no <laughs> one in the history of wrestling has that's ever done, done that. No, that's it's cool. great. It is it's great. very cool, you know? So um, he actually, the first time he did it, right before that match we had, we had some kind of brawl and he skated down the ramp and then jumped off the skateboard and tackled me. And it was just I like... Yeah, it's so cool. So once he did that, I was like, dude, you are now the skateboard guy, whether you like it or not. <laughs> there's some there's some great characters in AEW, I gotta say. I, I also like the uh, the way you guys are getting around the, the coronavirus to this point, at least. I know you said you're gonna start uh, pre-taping, but having the wrestlers, the other uh, uh, wrestlers around the ring to kind of still have a crowd yeah. interaction, I think was really cool. 
Um, well, it, it was Tony's idea because once again, if you're just doing it in pure silence, it just takes away all the vibe. And even if there's only 10 people in there, I mean, you've played shows in front of 10 people. We've played <laughs> yeah. shows with them. At least it's something. And At it's least not, it's 10 people that like it. When I was playing right. shows in front of 10 people, it didn't mean that there's 10 <laughs> people that liked it. <laughs> so that's my point. At least you have some kind of vibe. But also, too, going back to the commentary, that's why I wanted to do commentary because as a heel commentator, I could be over the top and very energetic and get very angry. But meanwhile, all I'm doing is providing some vibe and some basically some noise yeah. to what's going on in the ring. So if I want to talk about this, I don't like this guy, what's going on? At least it gives you some kind of like sense of urgency, like, oh my gosh, we got to watch this because there's some there's some vibe to it. Absolutely. And again, you nailed it. So now I, that, that brings me to the, the competition, if you will. Uh, did you catch WrestleMania this past weekend? I watched it, yeah, we talked about that. Um, yeah. It was hard to watch just because WrestleMania is, once again, is so much about the pageantry and it's always such a huge event. I appreciate the fact they did it and I actually enjoyed it. And this is not being a smartest. I watched it with the sound off because okay. I like I, with the sound off. I didn't have to just hear the echoes of, of the cavern, you know, um, so I thought that was pretty good. I enjoyed the movie, like the Undertaker movie, I thought was great. <laughs> that was good. I'm glad that yeah. you called it a movie too, because that's it exactly was, what it was. It was like a classic, it was like a classic Western mixed in with like, yeah. like, like the a end. horror movie. I, yeah, I, I, I absolutely loved it. It was super entertaining. Yeah, it reminded me of like the end of a, of, a, of, a, of a Jason Voorhees movie or something like that. And I thought that was really cool. The, the Firefly Funhouse, um, I appreciate the creativity. Uh, okay. Did I like the whole thing? I'm not sure yet. I don't I, really know. I, I got to tell you, I loved it. It okay, seemed cool. just like an acid trip kind of well, yeah. playhouse kind of thing. And for me, yeah, it wasn't great. I guess that's either. the idea. No, yeah. I guess that's the idea. And like I said, um, I, I probably, when you have certain expectations for something or none at all, that's something that you have to watch probably a couple times, but everybody loved it. So I just, once again, applaud the fact that yeah, they did some creative. There. Yeah, and took advantage of the fact that, listen, there's no people in the crowd. What can we do to make something different that's going to work whether there's fans here or whether there's not? And, then, and that's what they did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it I, I showed you a video. I shared you a video of my son drop kicking me after his Great, first yeah. WrestleMania. He'd never watched yeah. wrestling before. So, I, you know, I have a kinship to it now. It was, yeah. it was a great moment during these you know, quarantine times to have some entertainment with my son. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I had any critiques, though, I, I heard Eric Bischoff. Um, on his podcast say something about this and I, and I totally agree um, there's everything was great I was super entertained but if there's one thing I would have changed it would have been having the talent not play to the crowd like they usually do it would have been I, I a agree. lot great it would have been a little bit better had they gone to the camera or yeah. to the fighters in the ring no, I agree with that because once again the, and this is just different opinions and this is not slotting ourselves no, no, no. against them super glad but, that they worked their asses off and put but, something but, but the thing yes i agree but the thing is what we're doing is not walking like there's thousands of people there because there's not yeah and we're admitting it there's i did something with matt hardy a few weeks ago and he was doing his delete thing i'm like why are you trying trying to do your catch trades? there's nobody here there's nobody here to repeat this yeah. and another thing that that uh i hate is is using the microphone to talk when there's nobody there. 
Now, yeah. obviously, you need some sort of audio for the camera, but that's what a lav mic is for, the little yeah. mic the that you that put on. Right right the there you go, here. right there, exactly. <laughs> so if you watch the Matt Hardy Jericho segment that we did in this giant venue at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida, we did the whole thing with the labs, which I've never seen in pro wrestling before. And I would actually like to do more of that even when people come back because you can use your hands more. And it's more like a scene from that's a movie great. rather than standing there with this microphone which is very obvious. Why do you have a microphone? There's nobody here that needs to hear you. And that'll just about do it for this episode of Drinks with Johnny. Chris, we're going to hear you loud and clear in just a minute when I play for you the Wheel Blocks version of Iron Maiden's Aces High. I'm going to play that for you in a minute. But I just want to thank you guys and remind you that on Thursday, I have a quick little catch up with each of these guys I'm going to be releasing right here. So make sure you subscribe. And if anyone out there is looking to advertise their business, go to adswithjohnny.com and uh, fill out the form. You can possibly have it right here on the podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for uh, all the subscriptions, all the love, all the support. I'm having so much fucking fun doing this. So, uh, again, I couldn't do it without you guys listening, viewing, showing the support. So thank you guys so much. And until next time, as always, cheers.
Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, 